0: back ladies and gentlemen to the last high and wide episode of the decade we have a great show coming up for you but first let let me introduce as always here with Kyle and Jack Kyle and Jack how was your Christmas
1: wonderful I got a Carter Hart jersey
0: yeah (laughs) that's pretty dope Kyle you got any flyer stuff
2: I I actually got nothing what Cole I got nothing I got uh, nothing. I got a bottle of <laughs> Angels. Everything yeah, that's gonna count for something. Uh, yeah, my got- parents got me something, but uh, me and the wifey decided that uh this Christmas because we're paying for the wedding, we weren't gonna get each other or anything. We're just gonna get the boy a bunch of crap, and he got a ton of crap.
0: That's nice. I am mean, yeah, sure, dish- sure you got to play with a lot of it too, huh?
2: I was playing with him for the first day, cause but he's he's hard to play with, man. He wants shit done his way. <laughs> like dad, so. Oh, God. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so, like, if you do one thing wrong, God forbid. He's like, No, you're not buying anymore. Go. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: too funny. Too funny. Uh, yeah. Christmas kind of went by quick. Do you, do you guys find that you're still excited the same way you used to be, or, or it's just another day now?
1: The second I finish my cri- Christmas shopping, that's when I get a little bit excited. But it, up until that, it's straight fear and stress. <laughs> Why is it fear and stress? Because I wait to the last second. I don't know what to fucking buy anybody, even when half of them tell me what they want or send me pictures. And I ordered it too late. So it's I get an email telling me they canceled my order because it's not going to get there. They're out of stock. And I got to there I am, jingle all the way, Arnold Schwarzenegger trying to find something on the last day. And, I don't like that shit I work a lot too, so I don't have a lot of time to make it happen either.
0: Uh, it's when the adrenaline kicks out in and, and, uh, and you get that you get that rush that
1: that holiday high yeah it, it's it's real great. Let me tell you
0: <laughs> Kyle how was your uh, how was your Christmas man? did you enjoy your your Christmas?
2: Oh, it wasn't bad. The kid managed to destroy the whole house you know I
0: don't,
2: <laughs> for a while I wasn't really all that excited about Christmas and then having a kid again. I mean, you get to see, it reminds you a lot of when you were a kid, seeing him all coming down the stairs, all pumped the hell up, like, all oh, this shit's
0: mine. <laughs> <laughs> How old's Kyle Jr. now? Is he three?
2: Uh, yeah, he's three.
0: Nice. Yeah, that's that's a good age. That's when they start to, uh, they know what's going on at that age, whereas one and two, maybe not so much. Is that right?
2: Pretty much, yeah.
0: Yeah, that, that's got to feel cool. So let's talk a little bit of uh, Flyers. We are a Flyers podcast, huh? So... The Flyers after last after last night's game they are 22 12 and 5 for 49 points. Good enough for I believe fourth in the metro right now. There are 3 points. If Pittsburgh beats the Senators tonight, which it looks like they will, they will be 3 points out of second place. It's it's between like Pittsburgh, the Islanders, Flyers and uh Carolina all within like th- 2 to 4 points for that second spot. So it's looking like it's going to be a dogfight. Hopefully the Flyers can get some bodies back and stay in it. They came back from the holiday break, still on the holiday break, basically. is uh, They got their butts whooped against San Jose, a 6-1 loss. Uh, I actually was not able to watch that game. Were either of you guys able to watch that one?
2: I watched a little bit of it, but I was watching the fights. There were some fights on Showtime, and I fl- was flipping back and forth. And After they scored the fourth goal, made a 4-1, I was like, yep, that's it, I'm going to bed. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I uh, went to work 5 o'clock in the morning, and I worked a full full day, so I didn't even get home until, like, 6.30. Still asshole to watch the game and uh, watch the first two periods. And um, I just didn't turn the third period back on. I was just, I was just like, you know what? Fuck them. <laughs> like, I stayed up all day. I missed hockey. Like, I really missed it. And those first two periods were putrid. And I was just like, fuck them. And then I saw the score, and I was like, I made the right decision. So, yeah. First two periods for me.
0: Let me ask you. I mean, first game back from a holiday break, San Jose played the night before. I think they ended up blowing a lead. Or, I, I can't remember who they played, but it was a game. It looked like they were going to win. They ended up losing. So, uh, I mean, usually you play the first night of a back-to-back. You know, usually you're a little tired on the second leg. I think in this case, you need that first game under your belt to kind of get your legs back. And it's it was almost an advantage for San Jose. They got that first game out of the way after, a, what is it, three or four, maybe five days off. And then they get the Flyers the next night who are coming in playing their first one. I, I didn't expect 6-1, but I didn't expect the Flyers to win that one. Even though San Jose, I think they, what did you say, they lost like 10 or 11 straight, Jack? I posted something on Twitter.
1: Yeah, the whole the whole league's beating them essentially. Like you know, they're at the bottom of the of the pack, yeah. and uh, see them smoke us. And everything you're saying, I agree with. I, it's absolutely because look what the Flyers did. You know, they loot, they drop that one, and then they come out and they you know win a hard fought game against the Ducks. Yeah. And um, you're right. Maybe that there was some kind of advantage to that, but it just seemed like the puck would not settle for them. There were several plays. I think Jim Jackson even said it. It's like Provorov trying to settle it at the point, bumps over, drops over a stick. And it, it, I, they just were doing everything, I don't want to say wrong. It just looked like they just weren't getting the bounces. And the puck wouldn't settle for them, which made everything else harder. And now they're pressing. And then, you know, then the Sharks just started scoring, which definitely sucked. And you know what? As good as I, I didn't think Hart played poorly, but you make some of those saves where they hung him out. They hung him out to dry. Let's be real. Uh, But he didn't really bail him out like he has in the past either.
0: Interesting you brought up Carter Hart right there because this was a road game. And before we started the show tonight, Kyle, you brought up that Carter Hart maybe didn't say it this way, but he's not that great on the road this year. Your thoughts?
2: Well, I mean, he's had a rough go of it on the road, but so has the team in general. I feel like they have a hard time finding their legs early and then a lot of times on the road if you don't find your legs in the first 10 minutes you're out of the game I mean you're in somebody else's building so it's it's difficult with the San Jose game I mean, you got Christmas, and you got them days off, and then you got to fly 3,000. I'm not making excuses for the record, but what I'm saying is you, you got to fly 3,000 miles away, and then you got to get up and play a game. And Not to say it was expected, because San Jose's really a struggling squad, but it wasn't completely a shocker, if that makes sense.
0: Sounds like you're making excuses. I hear you. No excuse, Kyle. Making excuses over here. That's what it that sounds like. That's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> Why aren't you saying anything back? I know you want to. <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh,
0: yeah, no, but I agree. I mean, it's it's not excuses, but these are all things that factor in, and you know they factor in. What I'm wondering is, Elaine Vigno seems like a smart guy, right? We know we we know he is. We think he's a good coach. He knows how to press players' buttons. It seems like he knows his players pretty well, and I'm not saying that he should expect an effort like that because you know, you frankly, you just shouldn't. But don't you think he's been around long enough to where he could be like, the boys not be, a, they might not have their legs tonight. Why don't I start Brian Elliott instead of Carter Hart? And you know what I mean, just to just so. And I'm not saying you should baby Carter Hart, but maybe to um. I don't know, put him in the next game against the Ducks. I mean, it, neither team is good, San Jose or Anaheim. So it's kind of like, well, I'm going to start him against a better team. What do, what do you guys think about that? Do you agree with Elaine Vigneault starting Carter Hart in the first game back after holiday break? Is this even a thing?
2: I think if you just go with the goalie that you're starter and that's starter Hart. I mean, yeah, you got a long break. You play your starting goalie on the first game back. And then you go to your backup. It's just how it should be, in my personal opinion, and that's how it went.
1: Yeah, I yeah. kind of agree with that. I mean, how odd would it be if like we haven't seen the Flyers play in like five days, and they get their back and Hart's not in net? Like that'd be like it almost be like a red flag like to some people. Like why? <laughs> you know, yeah. uh, I get what you're saying, but I don't think that they think that way. I think if anything, if he thought they were the Flyers didn't have their legs, that maybe Hart would. You know, when he's playing good, he can really bail them out and keep them in a game. And hopefully they find those legs by the third. But it just didn't go that way. He just wasn't as sharp, uh, didn't make the key tough saves like he has in the past. And the game got a little out of hand. So, you know, it is what it is. You know, I can't win them all. I know you thought they were going 82 and 0, but, you know, maybe <laughs> they'll go undefeated in 2020, Jim. There's still time. Hey, there
0: you go. Brand new year. New <laughs> year, new Flyers. <laughs> uh, so they did bounce back. Last night, Sunday, uh, with a 2-1 win against the Anaheim Ducks. Uh, that win happens to be their third straight out in Anaheim. I believe third straight one-goal win. Two of the three have gone to overtime. Kevin Hayes with the game winner on uh, a vintage Voracek play there. He turned the puck over in his own zone twice before finding Kevin Hayes for that breakaway goal in overtime. Jack, thoughts on last night's game?
1: <laughs> last night was a goalie contest for sure. Elliot came out and gives up a goal immediately and you and Kyle said it and I was thinking the same thing it's like is it really after last night we're gonna get this is we're gonna do this shit again are you kidding me but to his credit he held uh he held fast he held steady and uh Gibson really showed his they both bought their a game and they really traded saves back and forth throughout the whole game really only giving up one goal each it goes into overtime flyers have just owned overtime this year i know they want obviously they won which is i think the three and zero in overtime which but they i feel like the record should be even better they just owned I, if we can find like a time of possession in overtime i bet you the flyers like own that like they were just all over them and to see them finally get one after it's been so so long and not have to go to a shootout was fantastic and um yeah, Voracek's going to be Voracek, and because he got the game-winning assist, we're going to forget all of his blunders, but he's honestly been playing a little bit better lately for me, so I'm not going to kill him. But how about that Kevin Hayes, man? Everybody's been saying like, oh, we love that he does this, we love the penalty kill and all that, and I'm one of the people, too. I won't. Why? I said I want to see some points from the guy. Since I've said that, he's had like two goal games against the Rangers' assists and an overtime goal. I mean, it's been... Last night's game was great, and it made me feel better about the Sharks game. Had they played bad again last night, I would have been a little bit worried about the road trip. But, um, no, it was was a really hard-fought game. Goalies really gave it all they had, and the Flyers came through in the end.
0: Yeah, and you know what's funny? Because every single person watching that game, when Voracek turns that puck over twice, is ready to fucking scream at their TVs. And then he hits Kevin Hayes with that breakaway, and you're like, oh my god, what a pass. Every single person's like, I fucking hate Voracek, but I love you. I know that's how I felt. I'm like this fucking guy. Oh, my God, breakaway.
1: Well, the other thing I was thinking is Kevin Hayes finished the breakaway. You know, like, if you notice, he causes a lot of turnovers and a lot of – he's had his fair share of breakaways, and, you know, he finally buried one. I think he only has one other breakaway that he scored on, and it was great because it was in overtime. So, like, yeah, I totally agree about Voracek, but I also am like, Hayes finished – finished a breakaway, and it was an overtime. This is fantastic. So it was a lot of good things, uh, especially towards the end of the game that went right for them. And uh hard-fought win. It was definitely good to get those two points.
0: Absolutely. Kyle, your thoughts on the game last night?
1: I
2: didn't watch enough of it to have thoughts. <laughs> 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 to have thoughts. I, went to, I went to sleep after the first one, or after the first period. So I watched that first goal, and I, I, I watched it again. The following day, and th- that fucking thing had eyes on it. I mean, he flubbed it from the point, and it just kind of floated its way on in. So You're gonna have them from time to time, but when I oh seen it God. live, I went, I you're was "Not like, single." Yeah, I'm That's like, cool. I'm like, oh no. The first, I texted you guys. I was like, oh shit, here we go. Like, <laughs> here we go. But the now- puck
1: was like bouncing too, like hit the boards, bounce. He like still managed to shoot it. Somebody skated right in front of Elliot, too. And uh, yeah, he just wound up in the net. But it was, what was it like 25 seconds into the game? It was like, you gotta be fucking kidding me after getting shellacked the night before. <laughs> but that was the last goal they gave up for the game. So I'll take that. You look if you see, you saw how frustrated Elliot looked after that goal. He he legitimately looked pissed off,
2: On and the I was right like, side it did show the Flyers' resilience after getting blown out of the fucking San Jose the night before to allow a goal that early in the game and still be like, OK, relax, we're under control, we got this, we'll come back and win it in overtime. That shows, shows some grit. No,
1: that's a really good point. I totally agree with that 100%. Because uh, hackstall teams of the past would have folded before they would have scored the second goal and two minutes later.
2: Yeah, it would have been six nothing by the end of the first. All right.
0: Yeah, last night was an okay game, I thought. I mean, hard fought. Both teams had chances. I don't know if Anaheim played the night before or not, but they seemed to you know, they got that that friggin' Erica Bronson of all of all people scored. I mean, if if you if you've listened to us before, or, or if you've listened to the Angry Negative show I fucking hate Eric Goodbronson. Uh, I thought when the when the Penguins traded for him, I thought that was the greatest thing ever. And then somehow they are they're able to get rid of him. Uh, so when he scored on the Flyers, I'm like, are you f- of all fucking people, Eric Goodbronson's going to score? Um, not that the Ducks have friggin' world beaters on their team, but you know they still have Ryan Getzlaff, who's still pretty shifty.
1: He had some moves.
0: Yeah, he's he's still pretty decent players, having an okay year uh they the flyers beat a team they were supposed to beat you know it's tough winning out there on the west coast and they got two points overtime or not who cares they won nobody really stood out as having a terrible game besides michael vorobiev jack you had some things to say about vorobiev before the show what are your thoughts
1: i just don't get why he keeps getting called up is it because he's a center like I, i he had two penalties he also—there's one particular player where, like, they came into the zone. Somebody passed him the puck, and he's coming around behind the net, and he just gets bodied right off the puck, and we just lost possession, like, immediately. And I, I don't know. And I'm just like, Frost—I I do believe that Frost should have been sent down. Uh, a lot of people argue that what's he got to learn down there. I think he needs to just understand that he can't dog it up here. But I would have sent Varobiev down first. I thought he was much more— I, I just see more out of other players than I do him at all. I, I if he never got called but called up again unless doing something significant with the fans, it wouldn't bother me at all. You know, like I, there's so many other players I'd rather see than Mikhail Vorobiev. How many how many more chances do we have to give this kid when we have Kase was playing pretty good for a while? You know, I, obviously we should see Frost again before we see Vorobiev. and I don't even care about position or what have you at this point. I just does he do anything for anybody else? Like, I just – I don't see a whole lot with the kid.
0: Yeah, he's kind of just a, a body. I mean, I, I guess he's going to play minutes that they don't want Frost playing because, I mean, he's bigger than Frost. He has a couple more games experience from last season. And, and we just – what else is there to see about him? I mean, what more do you want to see about Michael Vorobiev? Vorobiev. Am I, I saying that right? Michael,
2: Michael Vorobiev.
0: Yeah. Misha.
2: He, Misha. Yeah, Misha. That's his name, right? That's what we call him now, Misha.
0: Yeah, he's playing uh, like a Misha.
2: I want to I, I see him packaged in a trade for Joe Thornton at the fucking deadline. How about that?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'd be more than happy with that.
0: Great segue. So, Joe Thornton, you put up a poll earlier in the week. Real Do quick, you remember Jim, the,
1: I, I'm unaware. What yeah. was the result of that poll?
0: That's what oh, I was, was going to ask.
2: 40 votes, I believe it was somewhere around 80% said yes. Interesting. And a bunch of people that didn't get the fucking question, apparently. Because <laughs> <laughs> everybody wants to argue, like, I would rather have this person. Like, that that wasn't the fucking question. Yeah,
1: no, no. See, like, with my answer, I said yes, but I also commented, depends on the price. But I still yeah, I mean, of course I would. Why wouldn't I? You know what I mean? Who well, would Want a player of that caliber, and you figure out the
2: rest later. Actually, it was it was closer than I thought. Forty votes. It was uh, sixty-seven point five percent says yes, and thirty-two percent say no. I, I don't know. I,
0: I wonder if it those must
1: be
2: all Nolan Patrick fans. I guess.
0: I wonder if those sixty-some percent knew that he hadn't scored a goal until he played the other night.
2: It doesn't matter. That's not what you're bringing him in for. Dude, oh, what are you I...
0: bringing him in for?
2: Well, he's experienced, he,
1: he, dude. He, his experience in the playoffs. The Sharks are perennial playoff got, playoff contenders, and they
2: that was Boston.
1: They, yeah, and and uh, all the they always go the farthest of all the Western teams outside of like Chicago's Cup run and LA's Cup run. But like for like fifteen years, the Sharks have been like number one, two, and three in the Western Conference, always going in the playoffs. Always oh, going for a decent run. They've only made it to the cup, I think, once, but he and he was the guy. Him and uh, Marlowe were the guys for a long ass time. It was like the Flyers in the 90s. Like they were expected to make the playoffs, and he was the captain leading the way. You know, I mean, why wouldn't you want a guy on your team like that? They'd be like, yeah, this is the playoffs. This is what we do. Yada, yada, yada. If you, yeah, do I want him as my top line center? Fuck no. But if he's on your third or fourth line, just providing what he can, not to mention he hasn't scored a goal. Joe Thornton is a passing machine. That's what he's known for. So, I mean, you got that going down against uh, third and fourth line players? Shit, that ain't too bad. He, He brings in all the tangibles, and he can still pass the puck. And he's a big dude, and he'll fight.
0: Kyle, tell me why you want Joe Thornton.
2: First off, that beard. I need it
0: here.
2: <laughs> I need it. Ever since Racco Gutis left, we haven't had a beard in Philly.
0: Are you kidding that's me? That's that what you're going to open ginger, with.
2: doesn't count. Chia beard. Pat, he don't count. Yeah.
0: <laughs> that's what you're going to open your argument with, and you're giving me shit about Henrik Henrik Lundqvist before the show? You want Joe I Thornton sure. here because of his beard. That's why.
2: I want I want Joe Thornton here because you need center depth, and if Patrick isn't going to fucking play this year, which let's be honest, guys— it's the end of December. We're going three, into the new year. 3 months. He's yeah. right. It's 3 months now. Is I can't I can't bank on him playing here. I cannot bank on him playing here this year or maybe ever again. I do not know at this point. So what I need is to see center depth and uh, as to what we were talking about earlier, Michael Vorobiev is not the fucking center depth I need. I need guys with experience in the NHL in the playoffs. I need guys that know how to win in the playoffs. I need the grit. I need that punch Peter Mrazek in the face for leaving your crease grit that we need for the fucking playoffs, man.
0: Here's why I wouldn't want Joe Thornton because he's 39 years old, stripped of the sea at one point in San Jose, cares more about his beard than he does about winning the Stanley Cup. And he's never won the Stanley Cup. He's been to the Stanley Cup how many times? Once. Oh, my God. We want to call him a winner? Huh?
2: Nobody's calling him a winner. calling the man a winner.
0: We're calling him a leader of men, stripped of the sea. Been to the Stanley was Cup once. Was he stripped
1: once. or was he injured for the season?
0: I don't know. Who, somebody fact-check me.
1: No, I'm he, not, not he, me. I don't do that.
2: He gave. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs>
0: he gave up the captaincy. To somebody, that sounds
2: like, like a class. We're act.
1: not we're not bringing in a guy to lead the team through the playoffs. We're bringing in a, a guy to carry the bottom six, like, and he's he's good. Like he he's he's not a stud, you know. And I'm not. Listen, it also depends on price. We haven't discussed what it could possibly cost. If you're asking me for Frost in the first, well, fuck no, I'm not. No, of course not. You know, if if it's like, hey, listen, we're trying to move this guy. We have a a million prospects. We got enough picks. If they're asking for just like a third, why not? Fuck it. Sometimes guys need to go to another team, and it revitalizes their career no matter what age. Fucking Yager played for everybody in the league. I mean, guys like that don't grow on trees. He's still a big dude who can protect the puck, and he can pass. He can still pass. You put him on a line with some uh, speedsters or some guys who could or playmakers and he gets them the puck or a shooter maybe he brings JVR out of his shell or some shit like that. It's not that crazy. I don't think so. No, I don't think it's crazy. I, was, I think I was, you
2: would be a great addition for the playoffs and that's it. I'm not talking about keeping the man around for a fucking another year. I'm saying for the playoffs. That that is a hockey trade for a player that's been there, done that. Um you know what you get from him in the playoffs and you can slot him in. Say Patrick does come back. You can slot him in in that fourth line center spot and he's going to provide something that no other fourth line center that we have ha- will give.
1: And and I'll just
2: say like
1: yeah and, and that is, as a, you can slot him anywhere he can do whatever and he's he's going to be great for the locker room. Um if I were to read tomorrow, or closer to the playoffs, the Flyers are interested. Great, and then read like two weeks later, closer to the deadline, uh, it's a bidding war. Uh, they're asking for a first-round pick, or they're asking for a top prospect. Then you just you back away slowly. You know what I mean? But for the right price, I don't see. I just don't see why not.
2: Well, I mean, I don't. I, I can't really speak on uh, San Jose's like structure at this point but um their cup window as far as I'm concerned is pretty much closed at this point I don't see that team making a run at a cup at any point so I don't know if they go through not a full rebuild but a minor retooling and we have the exact pieces for a team that's going through a minor retooling so I mean I could see it going like a third Vorobiev and I don't know maybe another never going to really be an NHL guy.
1: Yeah. And we got plenty of those, you know, (laughs) Hextall—if he did anything. He drafted an entire league of prospects because we never had them. Um, So, I mean, I'm not going to go crazy over it. There's other options and maybe Thornton wants other options. Maybe he, I don't know if he has a trade clause and whatnot. It probably doesn't. But um, if he, if he wants a cup and you know, this is his last year, Maybe he wants to go with somebody who's going to have a cup run. And, you know, he's never won. You never know what can happen. And God forbid if he were to find his scoring touch or just do what he does best and pass the puck, you know. I mean, it's not like we're talking about adding a top player, a top missing piece. This is a bottom six player. I mean, it doesn't get any – I don't know who else is going to be out there. I don't know what the situation is going to be. But if it's a reasonable price, there's no way you just say, no, I don't like that because of his age and he hasn't scored in a while. I don't like his points total. The whole team's in a dumpster fire right now. You know, uh, Carlson's getting paid out the nose, and I'm sure his point totals aren't what they nearly are. Uh, that's why it comes down to price. And I think if the price is right, why the hell not? And, you know, to be honest, so, go ahead.
2: Let me let me ask you this. So uh, Joe Thornton aside, out of the teams that we know are like hot dumpster fires at the time being, which is, I don't know, I guess there's like five or six of them, right? Right yeah. now that are just – that there's just really no hope for them. What would you spend max and who would you want if you're going to spend the max for somebody?
1: I mean I have to see who would be available, but off the top of my head – if I were to go Thornton, I really think depending on our record, a second round pick would. Even that, I don't feel that comfortable with. But I, if, if it happened, I, I would get over it. Uh, a guy like Tyler Toffoli comes to mind for LA. I think if you put him with some skilled players, like look, 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 what we all said about Kevin Hayes. Oh well, a lot of people who liked the signing immediately were like, "Well, wait till he plays with Drew and Voracek and these guys and that guys." And that's yeah, kind of been true this year. He's brought all his other aspects. And is you know he's putting the puck in the net and doing making things happen. So Toffoli was a pretty good player at one point, and that team's kind of gotten older, unfortunately. So if we were to bring a guy like that to our team, um, yeah, I would definitely be down for that. I can't really think of anybody off else off the top of my head. I can't think who the bottom dwellers in the league are right now. Um, would I give up a first round pick for Toffoli? <sighs> Probably not, but it'd have to play out organically for me to really read the situation i can't just right now not it's still in 2019 i wouldn't do that but if we were to acquire him i definitely would like that
2: um so uh, hey jim so what we what we switch from off of uh thornton is if you were going to pay the max for somebody out of all the bad teams in the league who would you pay the max for Mm.
1: Well, Jim, me yeah. what are
0: some bad teams
1: yeah think about that real quick i'm gonna name the let's say like top bottom top eight teams if that makes sense okay. uh it's like chicago ottawa anaheim san jose the kings the devils detroit we had talked about anthony say i say it right <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we talked about him we're not trading with the devils we talked about to unless there's somebody else on um the kings you can think of we talked about thornton with the sharks so really it's just like chicago ottawa anaheim i'm sure one of those teams will pick their play up um ottawa if they're looking to sell which i don't know they would be i think some of the players that have been playing really well for them are young and they want to resign but i would there's a couple of guys on ottawa i'd love to get my hands on um uh, what the
2: hell?
1: Yeah, Joe he? and, um, God, he's played on like every team now to Claire Thank you. Yeah. I think he made the also. I don't team. want him. Not, Not a fan. Declare. He's got like 20 goals. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, just
2: this year, every other year is a fucking dumpster fire.
1: It's so weird though, isn't it? <coughs> he's played for like five, six different teams over the last five, six years. And it's maybe that's a little much, but like, we, I always thought he had the skill, and then finally he lands in Ottawa, of all places, and scores like 20-something goals already.
2: There's no, there's no system. He doesn't have to play defense there.
1: Maybe, yeah, maybe that's it. I really don't know. I'm, I'm just throwing out stats and names. Uh, Chicago, um, I, they'll probably be in, in it enough where they won't be looking to move, but I can't think of anybody, the one-year deal guys, that, that team's known for being pinned down the players, and that's their problem. Maybe they trade what's his name, the goalie, but that's about it. Um, so yeah, those are like the bottom teams right now. All right, we n- mentioned a handful of names, and that's really it.
0: I'd be all over Detroit, like they're historically bad. So like, yeah, I, I,
1: nine I, wins in forty games—that's pretty <laughs> bad. Wow, <laughs> wow, like, the they're getting the playoffs demolished. Straight years, whatever the hell it was. Like this is—they're paying. They're paying for it right now. And they had two
0: wins in, like, the last 20 games. Their
1: goal, their goal differential is a minus 70.
0: Yeah. That's so like, my
1: God. Can
0: you imagine the what the culture...
1: Team, the, wait, real quick. The next closest team in goal differential is the Devils, who are a minus 37. That's a massive difference.
0: Can it's you imagine what points, the culture points. is in, like a, in that locker room? Like, they are not going to want... A lot of the guys on this team back next year. If they're not gonna be on the roster already, they're not coming back. Because they're what they're doing now is they're generating a losing culture. And like it's beyond losing. Like it's like they're getting their asses whooped every night culture.
1: Spanked. Yeah. So
0: like some of these like older, like middle-aged 25, 26, 27-year-old guys, they may not want on their team next year. I mean, they, I'm sure they have guys like Mantha and Bertuzzi under contract for a couple years. Uh, they brought in a guy like Fabry, who, who, who's playing pretty well for them, actually. Uh, they may keep around. They have stopgap guys like like your buddy Valtteri Philip, who's a minus 28 this year, by the way, which is insane, because we're three months into the season. Uh, he's on pace for minus 100, potentially. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's going to happen, but the potential is there. Uh, and then the guy that I want, who is a minus... 35 even worse than phil puller uh,
2: the gold differential the, the jack brought up everybody on that team's a fucking minus there's that's no why, way to... that's
1: why i don't put a lot of <laughs> stock into it like it's just they're on a bad team like do i think he's a minus that player probably not dude they are bad
0: uh i i think i'd be interested to see how a guy like athanasia would play with the flyers because they play a pretty solid defensive system and then he, I don't think he would be counted on for defense. He'd be, you know, that speedy winger guy. I know we talked about him on the show before, so we don't have to go in depth, in depth about him. But I would be interested to see how he plays with some of the guys on this team. Uh, he'd be a threat, I think,
2: offensively. I'd be uh, interested to see if he gets re signed here, if they do trade for him.
1: Yeah. Well, to be honest with you, you know how I felt about it before, but that was before the whole Limblom thing happened. So now that door is open for me. Not against it. Only thing is, he's still relatively young. Although I have heard he's had they've had some issues with his character. Nothing humongous, but still, uh, I wonder what the uh, price would be and how it would get driven up closer to the to trade deadline.
0: Yeah, and it's interesting that you say that because uh, you know we we talked Ghost last time, but the year that he's having is not necessarily helping his trade value. You know, I, I'm not sure he's worth a ghost.
1: Well, I guess, looking- I mean, I didn't want to do that before. C- yeah. it more because I was worried about ghosts going and flourishing somewhere. But how much do you put uh, that on him and also him being on a shit team?
0: Right. And I, I think that works against the Red Wings, you know. Uh, yeah.
1: Definitely doesn't help. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
0: so I, yeah, I but don't the know.
1: Deadline helps deadline he definitely helps. It's just teams get desperate. If he gets traded, I feel like he'll be one of those guys unless he goes on a run, he'll be traded like at the at the last hour, like somebody another team misses out on their guy and they backpedal and talk to Detroit.
0: Yeah, he's a guy I could see them bringing back for 3 million, 3.5 million. Uh so I I would consider moving a second round pick. I would consider it, you know.
1: I would and- move a second round pick. He's young enough for me, where I'd be okay with that,
0: as long as he resigns. Right? I mean, he's got to fit in, obviously, too. But
1: right, yeah, you got to figure it out. I mean, listen, we gave up like a third or a second or something like what did we give up from Razzick a few
2: years ago. Was it
1: like a third?
0: Oof, I don't know. It was something. It was so, a pick and a conditional
1: third. pick.
2: Well, that's what I was going to uh, be up. sorry, you. it was a fourth and a conditional third. Yeah. So I would
1: give up a second, a conditional second. Like, I don't know what the condition would be, but based on our playoff success, or if he resigns. So if you're worried about him resigning, give him a third with a condition if he resigns, that third becomes a second. Something like that. Yeah. But I feel like—I just feel like at least one or two other teams would be involved enough to to probably bump it up just enough out of what we think is a good trade.
2: Yeah, and Detroit's in a flat-out rebuild, so you're going to be sending a kid, too. There's no way you're getting around not sending a kid over.
1: We got a lot of them though, so I wouldn't be I wouldn't be against a certain some certain names. I just don't know. Hey, Varebiv sounds good, huh?
0: Yeah, or like a LeBurge or somebody like that. Because I mean, the, there's guys playing with the Redding. It's Redding, right? The Redding Royals. Redding Royals, that yeah. Should be playing with the Phantoms. There's just no room.
1: Yeah, no, I I totally agree with that. I uh, I actually hope they move some names, some guys further down the pipeline that probably would have to have a Gresky type year with the Royals, just to be considered. So, I mean, why not?
0: Former second- I mean, second-round pick, Pascal LaBerge. Burned by the LaBerge.
1: Before Carter Hart.
2: Yeah, fuck that guy.
1: (laughs) He
0: actually deserves the Red Wings. He
2: burned us. I don't know how to work Skype. Like, bitch, you're fucking 20. No fucking (laughs) way you don't have a Skype account. You fucking liar. (laughs) Can't put down that fucking Xbox controller with Fortnite. That's what it was. That's what it is. It Skypes for Fortnite only.
0: Let me look up what he's doing with Redding real quick. In the meantime, uh,
2: the Phantoms,
0: is he back with the Phantoms?
2: He's been with the Phantoms for a month or two now.
0: I haven't heard shit about him.
2: Yeah. He had like three goals in his first two games and then kind of fell off a cliff again.
0: So we were talking about sending guys going up and down. We brought up Vorobiev, uh, a couple, couple moves just in case any of you guys have missed it. Uh, Frost Morgan Frost was sent down in a move that I think most of the people on Twitter, I think all three of us here, agree that he he should have been sent down. He, he wasn't really noticeable. He had a good couple of uh, games when he first came up. Uh, haven't really seen much since. Uh, Jack, your thoughts on Frost getting sent down? Because you had some interesting opinions while we were talking uh, pre-show.
1: I just basically heard people who were against it saying like oh he's got nothing left to learn and with the phantoms and well that's kind of true uh he's got to be held accountable for his play like it just wasn't there like look what therapy's done he's created chances he's done other things where frost had those like two games and i think i remember him getting an assist in late november and really he's been non-existent it feels like you know and uh, it's i just if he for his caliber or what we think his caliber of play is going to be with the players he's playing with, he needs to do more. He needs to produce more, and he's not. So if you're not producing, well, this is what happens. I mean, it's it's an account, account, yeah, accountability thing for me, and I hope that he goes down. and said, I had my shot. Didn't exactly, I couldn't sustain the success I had early on, so I'm going to you know, hopefully work on that. You know, And then there will be more injuries, and he should be one of the first guys considered to be brought back up um, but I'm not against it because he didn't blow the doors off like we've seen other guys look like they want to be here. Guys who are not as talented as Frost, like Aub Kubel, look like they want to be with the team more. So I would like to keep those guys around. And, you know, all Frost can do is get better and add more weight. So I'm not against it. So uh, on, go ahead, Kyle.
2: On the counter argument, though, he does have a lot more to learn.
1: Well, that wasn't it's, my point. That's what I oh, heard oh, on so yeah, no, so I,
2: I, I'm like, wait, but he he does, though, because,
1: yeah, I don't think any player stops learning to begin with, you know, even even guys who've been in the NHL for a few years, you know. So, I mean, I get wanting to keep him up with NHL talent because there's nothing better than learning in the about the NHL than being in the NHL. But at the same time, it's, it's I don't think he's 100 percent ready. Like I've seen things we've liked. Yeah, but sustaining it, sustaining that success is a big thing, and he's not doing that.
0: So you brought up uh, before the show that, you know, maybe you'd rather see Frost stay with the team over Vorobiev because Vorobiev is just straight poop. Uh, There are some guys out there on Twitter who would agree with that. Do you have anything, you know, any comments you want to make as far as that, Jack?
1: Yeah, I, I just don't understand why they keep bringing him up back up. Like, I just, what does he do? Like, he, so, had a, uh, he had a good camp two a year ago, not even this year, you know. He uh, played two solid games, got a goal on one, and then fell off a cliff. And I was like, oh, man, I kind of like that guy. But, yeah, he really hasn't been playing good. He got brought back up that same year, and it's like he was never even here. Nobody even noticed him. Come around again this year, and when he was one of the first names coming up, it was like, ah, this guy again <laughs> had maybe one or two good games. Sol- I won't even say good, like just solid. You know, and other than that, he's been taking penalties. He's been getting knocked off the puck. I see more out of guys like Kase and Aub Kubel and obviously Faraby and even Frost a little bit, you know, and I want to see Rupstov when he's healthy. I want to see other guys we got. I'm done. The Vorobiev thing is, is, you know, might as well be Van Videlvy or some shit like that, you know. I think the ceiling with Vorobiev is not very high, so why keep forcing him into the lineup? You know what I mean? I want yeah, to see the guys who could potentially be either superstars or at least solid NHL players, not a guy who I think will be a fringe, you know NHL AHL player his whole career.
0: The only thing that I could think of is he's a bigger body, and he's going to take more of a beating. and you know, quite frankly, they don't have anybody else that can play the spot right now. I guess. I mean, because uh, uh, you know, I understand that too. I'd rather see Frost, but I'd rather see him excel. Uh, then see Michael Vorobiev dick around and do whatever the hell he does real quick because I have the phantom stats up here Pascal LeBurge, five goals two assists for seven points in 15 games Not playing bad with the phantoms. Let's move on while we can player Yeah,
1: he's That's a good cool dude was talented can. until he got like he got wrecked in juniors that would that derailed his career he got a really bad head injury, like I think it's the year after we drafted him, and he's been trying to work his way back ever since. So, yeah, he, did he burn us? Sure. But what, if he ends up being a good player, I wouldn't be against it. But he's not He's not a guy I'm looking to call up anytime soon.
0: If if you take out Faraby, Frost, Vorobiev, Myers, uh, and Andrioff from this Phantoms roster right here where it has points per game, Pascal LaBerge is fourth on the team in points per game which nothing really to sneeze at there that's it's kind of interesting and i'm not saying they should be playing with the flyers i'm saying it could be a potential name to to package in for somebody
1: well that i'm not against but i think part of his issue is staying healthy and we're calling up these guys because we have trouble staying healthy so i don't know if he's one of the hey if they're looking to trade him that'd be great for his value but um, uh, what is Curtis Gabriel on that list? Or is he still hurt? Uh, he
0: is, but he's more towards the bottom, I believe. Yeah, he's two goals, two assists in thirty-three games.
1: He strikes me more as a, Yeah, he strikes <laughs> more of a fourth-line guy that they yeah. could bring up. What about Chris Stewart? Is he just like the doorman for all these uh these young kids?
2: Yeah, he so. hurt, He's
1: like, hey, maybe I'll play. Nope, young kid's coming right through the door. Not that I want to see him play or anything, I'm just, just saying.
0: <laughs> he's like the baby, he's the, he's the nanny. Just yeah. hang out, oh, another kid's up, hang out with him, Chris.
1: He's probably sitting there, he's like, we got, Konechny's got a concussion, we got one guy who has cancer, another guy's headache injuries. He didn't and, know his
0: job was going to be this fucking tough.
1: Well, I'm, I'm, you know, and then uh, you, Raffles out, Lawton's out, he's like, I have to dress one game, right? Nope. <laughs>
0: Too funny, man. Like
2: five <laughs> injuries right there. He's still not dressing. He did dress him too, though, when all that was taking place. Yeah, but then they put him in for other
1: reasons. Not because they didn't have bodies. Because they, they uh, I think, it wasn't one against Ottawa or some shit.
2: The Ottawa it? game was for a reason. But uh, the yeah. other, Ottawa's coach didn't match. They purposely kept Porievsky away from Stewart the entire game. Because Stewart was going to kill him.
1: So That's I don't, what I mean. I don't blame I don't so blame gets-
2: the Ottawa coach, but I was unhappy about it. Yeah. But well, the I'm other not- game against Anaheim, I think it was just a size thing. Anaheim's very big. So Andrew off and him played, but it was also an injury thing because obviously if Raffle was healthy or Lawton as well, Stewart was the odd guy out.
1: That's and what I mean. fighting
2: like- in that game, I believe.
1: Five or six injuries like that, and he's still a situational
2: start. You know, it's just. Borowiecki would have well, that's for Stewart. You're fucking yeah. high, bro. <laughs> you're fucking high. I'll take money on that all day long. I'll give you my mortgage for that one.
0: I don't want your goddamn mortgage.
2: I meant you can have the house. <laughs> I don't
0: want it. Yeah, Chris Stewart's twenty five pounds more than Barwecki, so maybe. Barwecki
2: right. can't fight his way out of a wet paper fucking bag. So
0: is that is that so? Is that is that the truth?
2: It's beat up by anybody who can fucking fight. So. You
0: know what, I wasn't going to bring this up on the on the show because it was something uh, not really important, but somebody mentioned something on Twitter about Bobby Brink kind of getting pushed around and the announcers, and this is part of the World Junior Classic or that we haven't really talked about. I don't know why we didn't put this in our notes to talk about, but <laughs> Bobby Brink's been getting pushed around a little bit and apparently the announcers has been making a big deal about it saying he's got to get bigger and stronger. There was somebody on Twitter that was saying that you don't really need to be bigger and stronger to succeed in I guess whatever league you're in that you can be bigger and stronger and still get pushed around. Kyle, I feel like you know you might have something to say here and and here this was my argument that if you're smaller and and you know not as big, you don't have as much muscle as some of these guys. If you're 20, 30, 40 pounds smaller than some of these guys, you're going to get beat up quicker, and and you're going to feel it. Your body's going to take a toll. You're not going to be able to play to your max potential night in and night out. As and whereas if you're getting hit by guys, if you're 170 pounds soaking wet, and you're getting hit by guys 165, 170 pounds every other night, it's not going to feel the same, you know. And and I don't think some of these guys, maybe they've played sports before. You know, I'm talking about maybe more of these numbers guys that we like to refer refer to as the analytic guys. I don't think they understand if you're getting hit repeatedly by a guy that weighs even 20 pounds more than you over and over, it's going to take a toll on your body. Kyle, do you have any any thoughts to this topic?
2: Now, my only thing is, is what people don't take into consideration here is the talent plateau. Uh, and what I'm referring to is once – like everybody had that kid in high school that – was that much better than everybody else, right? Yeah. And I'll agree that there's a... And then when you get to juniors, you can be that much better than everybody else. When you get to the AHL, the NHL, when you get to these leagues, that guy who's six 6'5", 215, 230, can skate faster than you, can skate as fast as you. So size does play a part. You got guys in the league that are exceptions to the rules. You're, you're Goudreau's. Um, but even Goudreau in the playoffs, he got his ass beat for of uh, the first round of the playoffs, and at the end of it he was like
0: <laughs>
2: exhausted. <laughs>
0: he was happy to go and, and play Fortnite.
2: <laughs> but so, like, I don't think Bobby Brink is on the same talent level, is what I'm saying, as as a Goudreau. Goudreau has made a career of of avoiding getting hit and Bobby Brink's getting pushed around in the world juniors, right? I believe that's what you were just saying, right? Uh, yeah. When you get to the NHL, if you get to the NHL, because you still got a long road ahead of you, there's, you got to put on some weight. You got to be able to handle guys bigger than you that are faster than you. That the advantage is not going to be there, which obviously world juniors is a little glimpse of that.
1: Also, Bobby Brink is not a good skater, so avoiding getting hit is not going to happen with him. He's going to have to put on some weight. You're yeah. talking about trading him?
2: Nah. <laughs> not yet,
1: anyway. I mean... For
2: call, call Caulfield. That's what we're going to trade him for.
1: <coughs> I was hoping somebody would bring him up if I didn't have to myself. Holy Cole.
2: What's he <coughs> doing in the world, uh, Juniors? Winning doing anything? I, I don't know. <laughs> so is, so is uh, Cam fucking York, and he's on the. He's up in the press box, so. Yeah.
1: No, I don't, I, he's like on their <laughs> second line, but I don't think he's done much. It's really been uh, Trevor Zegras for, uh, he's an Anaheim prospect. Did you see that pass today? Dude, he's yeah. on my fantasy team. I can't wait. But, uh yeah. yeah, other than that, I really haven't followed too much.
0: Yeah, I haven't, I watched, I think I watched the first game. It was uh, USA, Canada, I think, and I was talking all kinds of shit when it was 2 nothing USA, and As I'm typing out a tweet, Canada comes back and scores three times, and all of a sudden it's 3-2, to so now I'm on Team Canada's side again, so I don't piss off all my Canadian followers or whatever. So playing both sides of the fence there. Other than that, I haven't really followed the World Juniors. Fun tournament, though. It's cool to to watch all the prospects play together and things like that.
1: The Um, the number one thing story for me was, um, who was it, Russia and somebody, when they didn't take the helmet off and they got all bent out of shape about it? I saw somebody
0: post something about that. I didn't actually see it.
1: I retweeted it. Let me see if I can find it. But basically, you take off the helmet and during the national anthem, somebody's national anthem, uh, the player like skates over and points. He's like he didn't take his helmet off, and the referees are like trying to stop him and all that. And then at the end of the game, I think it was the same game because I didn't see this this uh, gift to later the handshake. Not the well that too. They three guys wouldn't shake his hand. Who was it? We know the prospect. <laughs> Uh, but also, I think it was a different game. A guy skated behind somebody on that team and popped his helmet off, like, on purpose. Like, it's, there's a lot of bad blood with this thing going on. I mean, no fights or nothing, but it is juniors.
2: The thing I take from World Juniors is uh, we may have something in that Zamula kid.
1: Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, absolutely. And, Jim, we talked about him when we signed him last year. But, yeah. uh Real quick, it was uh, Barrett Hayden didn't remove his helmet for the Russian National Anthem. So uh, Barrett Hayden's American. And yeah, then the line shake, three guys just straight up skipped shaking his hand.
0: Isn't he with uh, Arizona?
1: He was an Arizona pick, yeah. Interesting.
0: Yeah, Igor Zamula. So he's interesting. And we still have to get to our all-decade dopes and greats. But Zamula. So a, a lot of people are... You know, really high on Igor's Igor Igor, Igor Zamula, and that's I don't cool. Think
1: you said the same thing. Yeah, <laughs>
0: So he's playing really well, which is great. But I look at this Flyers roster, and I'm like,
1: where is he going to play? You know, Jim, it's funny you bring that up because I thought, why not draft Cole Caulfield instead of Cam York? Because of the same thing you just said.
0: Yeah, but so here's my thing. So Cam York was a first round pick, and. Will eventually be on the roster. Igor Zamula, undrafted free agent, whatever. There's literally not going to be a spot for him, like unless they move ghost or unless, you know, Robert Hague's not going to be here forever. But he's not a Robert Hague type player. He's a puck mover. I I don't see a spot for Zamula on this team unless unless Myers doesn't pan out, which I think would suck because I like Myers better. I, I would mean, be o- I would be okay packaging Zamula in a trade. If it brings back somebody significant, I would be perfectly. I think he's a perfect guy to package up and ship out because there's not a spot for him on this team. Cam York, you draft a guy in the first round. He's a top, I I can't remember what he was 10, 11, 12 pick. They're going to make a spot for him on this team. Igor Zamulu is kind of a surprise. He's kind of one of those guys where you're like, oh, this guy fell into our lap. Let's package him and bring back something that we actually need. Do you know what I mean? So,
1: you make a great point with Cam York being a first-round pick. That is how the organizations; it's how they act. That you know, we invested a very big pick into this kid, so he's going to get first look. Unless Amula were to freak out, Uh, I just hope. I don't know who the player they would.
2: Still two years away. Yeah,
1: Yeah, it's it's there's plenty of time. Amula
2: gets to play in the AHL next year.
1: It's right.
2: Two I hope things, he,
1: yeah. I hope he just forces their hand and if he does and he becomes that much of a I don't want to say can't miss prospect but just like we want to get this kid up here he's our, you know he's really playing well I hope that it is ghost or someone along those lines they move out I'd hate to move out a young kid because we drafted a guy behind him in the first round and we'd rather see him because then you that's how this guy comes back to bite you you know and he's a stud. Just because nobody knew to draft him before. Same with Felipe Myers. And look how good he's been for us in his young career. That's kind of been my thing. So
0: like when they went out and drafted Cam York, I think that you can never have too many good defensemen. And the reason for that is there are so many teams out there who are looking for defense. They're looking for good young defense. And if you're not going to move Zamula, you're not going to move York, you can then start to look at can we move Goss to spare? Is Sandheim going to pan out? Is Myers the guy we think? And if you don't think that those guys are going to pan out, you can ship one out and somebody else slides into the slot. You know, because I think defensemen are always coveted. They're kind of like goalies. Like the Flyers are going to be in a good situation with goalies as well. You can only start one goalie, you can only have one backup goalie. So when you have three, four, five, I mean, Jack, I, you know, I'm more explaining this to the, to the people listening. I know I don't have to explain this to you, but. When you have three, four, five you know uh, players where you can' actually you literally can't use them, the next thing you do is you start shipping them out and bringing back things you need. I think it's the same way with defense where forwards you have uh, you have 12 forwards out there so you know you need all your prospects or your hope that they pan out, things like that. if you have you know you have your starting sixth defense and then you have your seventh, eighth, ninth, maybe decent prospects coming up and I'm sorry extra three you could think about moving somebody because you have guys in the pipeline and that's, you know, don't get me wrong. I would have liked Caulfield too, because I, this team, you know, back in the summer, we were saying that if they're not going to win, we at least want to be entertained. So it was, I wasn't necessarily bummed, you know, when they went and got York, because you remember I was totally okay when they went out and, and they got another D cause I'm like, okay, well this could open something up in a trade down the road. And I'm hoping that's what happens. And You know, if it's Ghost or if they want to package Zamula in a deal, I'm all for that. Either one, move them out. I don't care.
1: Well, I definitely agree with you about them being currency. Like, they're just so sought after, especially young defensemen. The only thing I'll say is you said you don't think there's room for them. And I look at our roster and I just think, you know, Bronze maybe got one more year if they decide to resign him niskanen i would like to see what he's got another year regardless uh and then i would we'll see what happens after that uh but those are two essentially two guys coming off uh and ghost is a definite trade candidate Pag, okay. we don't project to be in this st- one of the starting six so it's what myers proveroff Sandheim, and uh what am i missing i feel like i'm missing somebody or is it just those three
0: yeah, the, I mean, those are like the long term guys. If you those want to count, that's going to be for guys. two years. Yeah.
1: So, I mean, Zamula could like get his first cup of coffee with that defensive core, and then Cam York could come along. And if they're forced into a decision, it's a good problem to have. And I think they move out an older guy most likely ghost. I just wouldn't pull the trigger on a trade with Zamula now, not yet. I think we, the other thing is bringing up young guys, it helps your cap because you're not paying them anything. And we have all our money. We're gonna have to pay Hart, but around the time Zamula and York would be coming up, we're paying guys like Hart, you know, uh, Couturier's real contract, among other guys. Um, So you know, maybe not. I wouldn't be so hasty to move a guy like Zamula out.
0: Yeah, good points, Kyle. Any thoughts on uh, Zamula? Would you would you keep him? Would you move him? Are you happy with how things are? Any thoughts?
2: It's way too early to move the kid. I mean, the kid shows promise. You don't move them at this point. I think uh, with getting Cam York and you got Zamola there, it just it un-handcuffs the Flyers a bit because you can move on from guys a little faster than maybe you would have hoped or maybe would have thought you would. And I mean, this may be out on a limb here, but you're the Flyers are going to run into cap issues at some point, and they're not going to be able to re-sign Myers, Sandheim, you know, and still add to the decor, an NHL decor. You're not going to bring Cam York and Zamula, and you're going to have to add NHL defensemen. Yeah, you know, who knows what happens? I mean, this is a ways down the road, but it wouldn't be out of the realm of possibility to think of Sandheim, or you know, if somebody gets moved to make room. But like I said, I. You're just gonna have to see what happens. I mean, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be happy with it right now. But at the point where Sandheim's like, "Hey, I want seven million dollars a year." Yeah, sorry, we don't have that. So, yeah, see
0: you. Yeah, it is. I mean, it's it is. It's way early. I just
1: figured, uh, play a little
0: devil's advocate advocate well, there,
1: Jim. T- to your point, real quick, if we and even then, I probably still wouldn't do it. But if we were such a cup contender and really were missing like one piece to put us over and that team for whatever reason really wanted Zamula and it was an absolute stud player i i probably would consider it but he, i wouldn't like it but if you get a cup out of it what do you really care oh, we're yeah. not that we're not that team we're not the capitals you know we're not, we're not 50, 60 points already or anything like that so that's why i don't see us entertaining it
0: yeah, this year would be a little tough because of the cap, but I'm thinking like next year-ish maybe comes up with the Phantoms if he still does well. Who knows? Just a, you know, what-if scenario.
2: Oh, Zamula um, will be with the Phantoms next year. Yeah. No doubt.
0: couple uh things is we're an over an hour in already somehow, and we didn't even get to our all-decade and all-dopes, and, you know, there was an all star all-star snub or anti-snub I wanted to bring up, but let's get to the all-decade teams first. You guys want to do dopes or, or greats first? You I think guys dopes is
1: more, more fun, so I'll go run through the greats and then finish with dopes. Let's go through the dopies.
2: And I'm okay. going to argue on Jeff Carter and Mike Richards' behalf here before this gets started. <laughs> Jim, you go ahead and you say your contest rules. Well, why I don't have contest not- rules. Well, the the errors.
0: Oh, so the the decade starts from 2010 to 2011. So any any player from 2010 till
1: that season. Yeah. So the, the cup doesn't count.
0: Yeah, so 09 010 that season's last decade. So if they played in 2010 2011 until now, they can they're eligible for the list. Boom. And I think Carter and Richards played in 10 11. They played in the one they one
1: pissed. season. Yeah, oh, there's Yagre, no fucking count.
0: Yermir Yager played one season ever for the Flyers.
1: And it was a good
0: season, unlike the <laughs> yeah.
1: Carter season.
0: <laughs> yeah, but, that, but that's my thing, though. Like, you know, star player, he's going to make the list. And it's my favorite Flyer of all time. He's making the goddamn list for me.
1: Well, you, wanna, you want he's to— But just...
0: he's not on the dope list, though. We're talking about dopes right now.
1: Oh, you well, want to do dopes first. My bad. I had the other— dope. All right, let's do dopes first. Let me just run down the, my list. I love this top line. All right. I think we were in agreement with this top line. These are the all-decades dope list. Guys who just just in a Flyers jersey couldn't hack it. So <laughs> uh, our top line is Christopher Stieg, Vinny LeCavalier, and Nikolai Zhurdev. What do you guys think of that? I love and that one. They- <laughs> when, they,
0: when they traded for Vinny LeCavalier, I was expecting 40 goals in,
1: in 40 games. He had a I, decent first season. But it, was, <laughs> it, was, it was never better than decent. I was disappointed when
0: he didn't score a goal.
2: And I was disappointed
1: yeah, a lot when they had Vinny Cavalier. Your expectations are through the roof with a lot of things, Jimmy Boyd. I'm I am
2: almost, I almost spit beer all over my fucking laptop on that one.
1: Because <laughs> <laughs> that's not possible.
2: No, it's definitely possible, just not with that Vinny Lecavier. Yeah, he was <laughs> a
1: shell of himself. Wasn't he number 40 with the Flyers, too?
0: Was <laughs> that? He was number 40, right? Yeah. So uh, that was my thing, 40 for 40.
1: You, know, you ended up drinking a couple of 40s.
0: And real quick, because Zherdev, ah, oh man, I wanted that guy to succeed so, so bad. So the
2: Rangers. I <laughs> that guy. Fucking Kusev 5.0. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-oh. And uh
1: second line Huh? Talking about the guy
0: with
2: the Dabbles? Yeah, because remember how pissed Jack was when they got him. Flyers <laughs> aren't doing nothing. They go and get fucking Goosev. It was a smart move.
1: Free. <laughs> Very cheap. I mean the rest of the team sucks dick. Anyway, we're getting we're getting <laughs> off uh, getting off topic here. Uh second line, this is the hackstall line of Dale Weiss, Latery Flippola, and Jury Laterra. <laughs>
0: about no, Terry Philpola, minus 28. I actually didn't... Can I say something about Philpola? Because I didn't mind him with the Flyers. I thought he was a solid stopgap guy. He, nah, he just,
1: yeah, yeah, he was it. a stopgap. Yeah, I he thought was he was terrible. Hit. I thought that Hackstall put him in situations he shouldn't have been in, and every time we gave up a lead, he was on the ice a lot. And somebody... <laughs> he had one breakaway goal... That somebody was trying to tell me was really good. It was like against Carolina. If you watch the whole play, he actually fell, <laughs> and he as he was getting himself up, somebody else stole the puck, and he was behind the defense because he fell. So he ended up getting on a nice little breakaway. But yeah, That's how he, he drew was it a up. good. I mean, do I hate the guy? No, but he was making like almost six million dollars, third line center, and he was he was not good at all. Like <laughs> he just wasn't. Yeah, I think um, he, I think he hated him. I don't. I definitely didn't hate him. I hated other players much more than him, trust me. I just felt myself like having to explain to people why he's not good a, a little too much. Um, third line, we have Chris Van Videlby. Excuse me. I would say
2: that again. Say it again.
1: It, it was like I had an apostrophe or a, uh, a colon or something right in the middle of the word. Chris Van Videlby, Boyd Gordon, and RJ Umberger. Now remember, that's RJ Umberger playing in this decade, not the previous, and that's why.
0: I fucking hated RJ Umberger. Both I hated times. that trade.
1: fucking face. That yeah stupid face. Scott I hated Hartnell his face. For Umberger and a fourth? What the fuck was that? I don't know. It was he, did that, he had like a punchable face. Yeah, he did. They <laughs> should have punchable. just traded Hartnell for the fourth, and we would have saved all the cap space. But anyway. Um and we have a, I know uh, I'll let Kyle go for this one, but this final line here, we have Zach Ronaldo, Ben Holstrom, and it was Jay Rosehill. but go ahead, Kyle, take it away. We're
2: not, we're not putting anybody on this fucking list that did nothing but their job. Their job. <laughs> <laughs> his job. His job was not to score goals. They didn't bring him in to get points. He wasn't fucking Vinny LaCave. They brought him in the fight, and he fought fucking every heavyweight in, in the, the fight. league. Is
1: fights win games. Oh, wait. It's 2012.
2: <laughs> I'm yeah, busting your chops. What did we win that year? What did we win that year? What, Nothing what, as usual. What did we think we were going to win that year? Nothing. Nothing so, as usual. Guess but what? you
1: brought up a player. Entertain me. It, it, all, it all ties together,
2: Kyle. Who did you want to put in J. Rose Hill's spot? I don't even remember. you Harry?
1: Harry? Oh,
2: Harry Zoner, Chuck. They Harry were for
1: each other. How about that? He was only here for like a month and a half, and we traded him for Jay Rosell. Traded him to Anaheim for Jay Rosell. It all oh, comes best, together in the best
2: end. trade in Flyers history. So take okay.
1: your pick with your last fourth line player. It's all a bullshit at that point. But I, Kyle doesn't make a that. point. Probably putting a fighter in the in the list is kind of it's silly. It's a cop out. He's a <laughs> cop out. So. We'll put Harry oh. Z in there. Um, defense, top Wait, line. Where, where did
2: Andreas Nodal go? Wasn't he on the list? Yeah, but he now, but he, he wasn't that bad. Like he had, it was, it was pretty bad. He never made it anywhere. Yes, he did. Ever? No, but no, no, no. Really? He, he was with Carolina for
1: a while. Yeah, he was with Carolina for a while. He scored some goals up here. I mean, I wouldn't put him on the shit list. Like he was not a bad player. <laughs> I, I put him on there
0: because we kept hearing that he was going to be. He wanted to. You know what? Yeah. I remember when stats. I hear,
1: yeah, he he hung around for a bit. He wasn't a stud or anything, but he wasn't a like Jake Atkins, Jason Atkinson would be on here before him.
0: I remember hearing during a a, a game that his idol was Thomas Vanek because he was Austrian, right? He was like this only the second Austrian player to play in the NHL or some shit, and and he looked up to Thomas Vanek. So like when I was I was expecting not Thomas Vanek numbers, but maybe like twenty goals from Andreas Nodal. After that, and he was just never that
1: Jimmy expecting a shitload of goals out of a player. What a shock!
0: Yeah, but I'm just like Andreas Nodal, like this guy is listen. I
2: remember him most when he He never put up more than 22 points. He stunk, he sucked. But there's so many more <laughs> players that are so he much
1: worse suck. than that. Like that's my thing. He was, he was on a stacked team, and when he played here, he hung around for a while. But he was never a guy that like fell down and led to goals, uh, giving up goals or anything like that. He had a slight bit of skill. He scored some goals, and that was really it. But he didn't. He wasn't a negative on the team. He was a fourth line guy, and he scored sometimes. So you never really played on the third line. He was always on the fourth line. Guys like ackerson who takes a major four minute penalty in a playoff game and fucks us over like somebody like that i could see being on the list but noodle didn't do enough bad for me to be considered a dud why the hell was ackerson ever on that team he had a good run with the fans i remember i remember people getting i don't want to say excited but they were talking about him and he came up and he had like a really good shift and then he took that four minute high stick and it was kind (laughs) of it and then oh, and we saw his ass in the locker room. You remember that? I was that? gonna
0: say that's the only thing I remember yeah. about him was his bare ass.
1: Yeah. So he was ass. I think we should put Agison on that. <laughs> <There>. <laughs> All right, let's go to D, because this is fun too. Uh top D line pairing. I mean, come on, Andrew McDonald's fucking captain of this team. Uh and with Brandon Manning. That's my first uh my my first D pair. Uh Luke Shen and Christian Folin. I mean that Christian Foline could be probably intermixed with a few names. Uh, I just felt like he kind of copied what McDonald did in his short time here with the falling. Uh, The final deep hearing I have is Matt Walker, who we actually got when we were forced to trade Gagne for cap issues. We got a second round pick and Matt Walker back, and he was ass. And Johnny Oduya played one shift. I don't even say one game. One shift, managed to fall, and whatever he did led directly to a goal. Opinions. Who was this, Johnny Oduya, you said? Johnny Oduya, one game with the Flyers. I didn't even remember him fucking suiting up ever. Oh, it was terrible. It was absolutely terrible.
0: <laughs> I mean, you can't get much better than that playing in one single game.
1: It, it, it was one game, and he just, like, embodied, like, a lot of the hackstall, Hextall hack nonsense. Instead of like getting a legitimate player in here, we signed Dale Dale Weiss to a four-year contract. We pick up Johnny Oduya as our deadline acquisition. <laughs> like, like we didn't move anybody out; we brought him in. He played one game. He was an absolute clown. There's no real criteria for this. I'm just you know, I think of this error, and Johnny Oduya strikes me as what we put up with. Um, and in goal, I went with Brizgalov because of that ridiculous contract and how goofy he was. And Peter Morazic. Oh, and on the IR is Samuel Moran.
0: <laughs> Still there. He's just going to be there forever. I have one
1: gripe. Not really a gripe. Just
0: players with cool names that I would have liked to see on the list. So, Robin, Roman. What
1: the fuck? Labimov. Le- Labimov Le- Le- or some shit? Yeah, Le- Kyle. Off. I don't yeah. remember him.
0: Yeah, let me just bring up
1: his little. Medvedev, story. You gonna bring up Medvedev too while you're at it?
0: Yeah, actually, let me do Medvedev first because <laughs> I have him right here. So he is a. He's currently thirty-seven years old. So he played with the Flyers, uh, three years ago. So he was probably he's thirty-three-ish when he played with the Flyers. Played in forty-five games, scored four goals, eight assists for twelve points. Only season he ever played in the NHL. He played with Kazan Akbars or AK bars, whatever, in the KHL.
1: That sounds like the guy from Star Wars, General <laughs> Akbar. <laughs> I
2: was after... thinking about the terrorist with the bones that uh, <laughs> the comedian holds up.
1: And
0: after the Flyers, he went back to the KHL and went to uh avant-garde Omsk, where he's putting up I thirty points. So the olive went
1: park. back to Olive Garden. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, She's what like, what? He, what was he was here? He was like a Russian stopgap. Like, he wasn't horrendous. He wasn't good either. Yeah, but it's I think just, he just wanted to go home. He's like, yeah, I don't like the NHL.
0: So random that he was just... Because the Flyers don't usually have a lot of Russian players. So, like, when they do... I'm like, what the hell? And you look him up. It and was
1: this- a little strange because, you know, it's like, all right, what are we going to do on D? Oh, they're bringing over this guy from the KHL. So it's yeah. pretty, like he was amazing in the KHL. Like he was pretty at the time. You know, he was pretty good. So it was like, yeah, we'll try him out here. I don't think he was horrific. Uh, He wasn't good either. But
0: uh, I was just trying random, things out
1: like a random name
0: where you hear Evgeny Medvedev and you're like, oh, shit, yeah. I remember yeah, him. He,
1: he was definitely a random name. That That's for sure. If you play that yeah. game. He's a good name to pull <laughs> cuz yeah. one season
0: and then we got another guy Robin Lubimov over here another Russian guy he was a little bit younger than Medvedev played in 47 games for the Flyers in 2016-17 scored 4 goals 2 assists for 6 points and then disappeared into the night you never heard from him again i don't even during that season i don't know what happened to Lubimov maybe he got hurt maybe he was in the press box like he just stopped playing games and you, you never heard of it
1: you said the year and I went wow, it was that recent huh <laughs> I don't remember him Crazy, right? I know the name I know the name I just I can't remember one single play with him at all
0: and this guy prior to playing with the Flyers had not scored more than 14 points in a KHL season. why yeah. did they why was he on the Flyers like what did they see that they were like oh he'll he'll
1: succeed here. I have no idea that's a scout thinking they're smarter than they actually are. Thinking yeah. they see something nobody else sees. It's uh Clint does that with the Phillies trying to be the smartest guy in the room and ends up being a moron. Yeah,
0: so he's currently 27 years old. Uh he, it, I don't think he's playing this year. His last year he um played for Magnit Magnitogorst Metallurg where he played in 62 games and scored what? 13 goals. Oh, <laughs> <was that? laughs> 21 points for his career high in the KHL. Robin Lubimov everybody. Yeah. All I mean uh, what the what the hell was I gonna say there? Uh honorable mention for the dope team.
1: There you go, honorable mention.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh that was fun. But How about those, the goalies,
1: guys? you guys, there's a couple of other names you could put in there, like uh, Rob Zepp, Cal Heater. Oh um, my god.
0: Those are great names. Paul Zepp, I didn't I player. didn't hate
1: Zepp. Name. I didn't hate Zepp. He was like the thirty, what, four year old rookie or something, but he got lit up by Toronto and it's like homecoming game. It was, it was really sad. Actually. It's like, Oh, he finally made it to the NHL. His whole family's here. Oh my God. He's getting destroyed. Oh, it just sucks. Just yeah. His
2: dad yeah. sitting there chugging beers. Like, yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was like the
1: exact opposite of Austin Matthews. First game with his four goals. Like <laughs> he was like, he just got lit up and he got lit up early. Um, other than that, anybody, uh, goaltenders you guys can think of, or defensemen, or anything you guys want to throw, up, throw out there?
0: Nah, that's pretty much it for me. Kyle, anybody come to mind? Nope.
1: Oh, I think overall, it was a pretty solid list. Obviously, yeah. there's other names, like Bruno Gervais. <laughs> I
2: just can't believe oh you God, put dude. fucking Rose Hill on the list over <laughs> Luba Ma. Bro, like...
1: Yeah, I, I kind uh, of agree I'm with mad it. i think you. I think... I'm mad I at think you.
2: I think you really like your tough guys. You really I love do. Them. I do. When you have fucking Colton Orr knocking Todd Fedoric out cold. How? But that's this thing. It's And, like, then, and then you how, bring in a Rose Hill who beats Colton Orr's fucking brakes off. I'm not mad about it. The dude did his job.
1: I'm sorry. We'll put Danny Severett there instead.
2: He's a defenseman, wasn't
1: he? Yeah. I don't, I don't, was he? Did I put him on the wrong list? I might have. How about uh, Eric Wellwood?
0: Fun fact for Danny Savret, he scored the only goal in the Boston Winter Classic, didn't he?
1: Was was that him? Yeah. Shit, I remember Danny that. Danny, it was somebody Savret. else though. Do you have that in front of you that he scored that goal? Yeah, he is a defensive. So whoops.
0: Pretty sure it was a uh, two to one game. Let me see here.
1: No, he did. Yeah, I know they lost. They scored the first goal. I thought it was Gustafson, but maybe it was Savret. Yeah. I mean, what? We're going back to two
2: thousand eleven.
0: Oh, they're selling tickets for it still.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, buy one. Go show up. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: shit. I'm, I, for goalies, I almost put Michael Layton, but I feel like he didn't really play. He like signed, got hurt, and I don't think we really ever saw him again. Yeah, and he did play in the Stanley Cup. I mean, like,
2: if I ever see that motherfucker in public? I'm that's
1: fucking, just it. In the
2: fucking face.
1: Everybody has to hate him for his asinine play in the cup. That's Especially cool. on that six. last goal. Wow. <laughs> I mean, that that game six was ho- the worst goal ever given up, but his overall play in the Stanley Cup finals was horrific as well.
0: Uh, Real quick, Danny Savret did score, assisted by Scott Hartnell and Jeff Carter.
1: Nice pull.
0: Mark Recchi scored against the Flyers, that fuck.
1: That makes sense. I believe that. Any Mark's, former Flyer will score against the Flyers. Mark Recchi. I do, too. I love Mark Recchi. yep. Should man. never let him go. You can thank Bobby Clark for that one.
0: Oscar Bartulis is on uh, this list for getting a cross-checking penalty, so that's cool.
1: He was yeah, on, he was he should yeah, have he been on, on the my list. list too. He was, my li- he was on my list. He was on my list. As was Oliver Lardson.
0: Man, Marlo- there's been some Ali, really bad Agobo, players on this team.
1: <laughs> Nick Schultz. I don't think Nick Schultz was terrible. There's listen. You could you could juggle a lot of these names, especially at the bottom of the list. Yeah. Move so, on to
2: the. Uh, here, hold on, Liz, right. before we move on. So now that we've brought up how terrible some of these players were that were on the fucking Flyers roster, all This, if you so look at this year, who, who in ten years are we gonna go? That fucking player is trash.
1: Vorobia. That player
2: was trash. Yeah, Vorobia, Vorobia, yeah. Hey, <laughs> Chris
1: Stewart, cop out. and cop um, out, <laughs> Who's the guy we gave up a second and a third for? Bro. He's not he's gonna gonna the be on the I'm only kidding. I'm, only kidding. I'm on just kidding. I'm just easy kidding. Back. easy. Guys, <laughs> I, I set you both <laughs> off with that one. <laughs> Chris
0: Stewart's definitely on that fucking list, though. Yeah, hey, he, broke no,
1: me. he broke up a me. nice play the other night. Yeah, Vrobe, yeah, Vrubiev definitely. Uh, Stewart, <laughs> Hag. <laughs> I bet on that list if,
0: if robert hagg's on that list his team did pretty damn good i think this decade oh, I'm
1: you know? should not even sure know, he's on that list
0: this would be a fun game to play for the next show the first show of the decade good good idea right there let me write nice. that down
2: <laughs> uh what was my idea was it no. yours
1: or mine i don't know but let's take credit all right <laughs> yeah let's move uh, on all right, we're going to go with uh, our list for the studs of the decade. And, oh, I saw Kyle's face turn red. So the first line, going with Jager, Drew, and Voracek, which was a great 2012 line. Set them up. Ooh. Um, TK, Kutz, and Shen. Third line, Simmons, Briere, Hartnell. Fourth line, JVR, Raffle, and Matt Reed. Wow. Before I move on to the defensemen, fellows, the forwards,
2: what do you think?
0: I have questions, Kyle. You start.
2: Kyle, I have questions like why the fuck isn't Jeff Carter or Mike Richards on the goddamn list <laughs> over Matt fucking Reed? <laughs> I would like,
1: to, I would like to take that question. Um, that we're talking about this error, and I feel yeah, like when we traded Richards and Carter, 11. I feel like we were traded Richards and Carter. We were moving on to another error. So that one season they played. Doesn't hold a whole lot of weight with me.
2: Where where is uh, Wayne Simmons?
1: He's on the list. Where? Simmons, Briere, and Hartnell. Ah, I missed him. Um uh, yeah, we know why you missed him, Kyle. And I just I couldn't put so those I'm guys steaming. on the list. That's why. They played <laughs> they played one season, and after that season, they were traded because they decided to move on to a new era which I felt this list embodies that new era, which we're kind of talking about a little bit more. That's why I did that. Called How a cop long was out. career
2: here? A couple years.
1: He was here... In, in this
2: decade? Yeah. I know he yeah. was here for the cop like run. Three, and year, was
1: three or four years, I thought. He didn't okay. go. He had that contract. They had to buy him out. So he was here to at least 2013 or 14. Um, Matt Reed, hate him if you want. Stats are there, man.
0: No, they're not. They're not yeah, there. They are.
1: From they're there in to the first season. Or 11 to 15 or 11 to 14. He was a guy, man. And I don't love the guy. Don't get me wrong. But he was a guy. That he, just, he was. He, he was a guy. I mean, who, who else would you put instead of Matt Reed? And Carter and Richards don't count.
0: Why? They played in this decade, though.
1: He's just not, everybody just tune out to my new era. The whole reason we traded them.
0: Yeah, but Jaromir Jagr played one season in this decade.
1: I agree, but I also think that Giroud and JV... I think Giroud and Voracek model their game after Jagr and his one year here was seriously important. I think it was huge.
0: Yeah, but they they still played in the decade, though. Even if it was the first year of the decade, they still played. They played
1: one year. They got swept by Boston, and they were traded. And I just... Yeah, okay. Matt Reed played six years, seven years with his team in the decade they played one. I mean, Matt, I feel like Matt Reed
0: could have been a candidate for my dope list.
1: No, the points don't back that up. Yeah, but he stunk.
0: I don't care about it. Who he was played the end. He stunk. Yeah, but he's one Wait, of those guys. Where you
2: look back. On... Was Gagne on the list? He got traded,
1: so he came the cup he year.
2: Came, he came back. He and was, played he, one season. He was the on fly. the roster in twenty thirteen.
1: I haven't met him. That's as an when officer. they got him back, though, wasn't it? After he went to the the. Penguins? I don't care. He's still better than Matt. Fucking <laughs> he was Reed. The, when they, He's like, when he falls <laughs> up the Umberger rule. When they brought him back, it wasn't. He was like a third line, and then we fucked him over. We told him, "Yeah, we'll resign you," and then we just didn't. he was. He hated us ever since.
0: Yeah, he's not around anymore, is he? And he's like one of those guys you would expect to be back. Like, what is he doing? I
1: don't. Know. I don't um, know. I don't know.
0: That's I don't a know, shame because he, he, he
1: his eyes. If you start putting guys like Gagne and Richards and Carter on this team, that brings me back to, like, 2010 and before. You know, with the—Briere uh, gets a pass because he's he stuck around a lot longer. Uh, I don't really know any other players, maybe teaming in, maybe Hartnell. But they played through most of the decade, where the other guys had a cup of coffee at best.
2: Is there a reason we didn't have Mike Canoble on the list?
1: I got him on mine, honorable mention. I'd have,
2: I'd Why? have him on when there was he? fucking grief. When
1: was Knubel brought back? He was brought back once for like 40 games.
2: Yeah, he was on the 2013 and fourteen roster, so that's two years. I'm looking up these stats because I'm pretty
1: sure Mike Knuble didn't do shit when he was brought back here. It was like a courtesy. Yeah, but still,
2: still, <laughs> you're gonna keep you no him on the list no for shit he did ever. in
1: the previous error. That's my problem. You want Richards and Carter and Knubel and Gagne on the list in this error for shit they did in the previous error, and that unfortunately is not how the list should work. Yeah, but they were the <laughs> players that played on the Flyers in this decade, though. Now, I see what you're doing, and I yeah. disagree. But if I you know. want to swap them out for Reed, who played a majority of the decade. <laughs> Then you go right ahead. He did deck. not stink. He stunk towards the end. He had like the two bad seasons, and he was oh done. God. He had six bad seasons. That's not true. That's not true. <laughs> Do you not remember them talking about putting Reed on the top line? Why doesn't Matt Reed get a chance on the top line? Yeah, don't get me wrong. He hit a wall. He hit a wall. I I agree with you. He hit a wall. But in the beginning of the error, he was important to this team. He just was, and he killed penalties too. Like, come on, he did a little bit of everything. Come on. How is he on your list? I just don't get that. If you okay. think of, if you think of 2011 to 2019, Matt Reed's on the list. Come on. Come Not on. A, do it? games played, do points, add them We're, all up. He's, that, there, baby. he's playing in the minor leagues. He should retire. Most guys just retire. He just felt like he had to keep playing. A lot I mean, of guys do that.
0: The more I look at his face, the more I want to smack him.
1: Well, that's a personal issue. Let's move on to defense, all right?
0: Okay, Okay. so Matt Reed did have two 20-goal seasons. Yes. After You're that, on. he stunk. For <laughs> one, two, three, four. four there, so four out of six, five out of seven seasons with the Flyers, he stunk.
1: That don't sound right. It that is right. That doesn't sound right at all.
0: For a guy that they want to put on the top line, he only he scored over –
1: do you 29? not remember how bad this team used to be when it came yeah. to scoring wingers? <laughs> yeah. So like Matt Reed, 20, the you got m- when you look team. at those stats. Remember one of those seasons was a shortened season. Remember that? Okay, we had a lockout one year. Remember that?
0: Okay. He also played for Södertälje so- so in Sweden. 30. I would rather have I would rather have Raffle 20.
2: on the list. Raffles on the Matt list. Reed. Raffles on the list. Well, he should be there twice, just so Matt Reed isn't. <laughs> All right, I'll
1: put a few, I'll put a few more F's and a little it'll the last line will just be. Hold on Matt
2: Raffle? <laughs> I no,
1: do have Raffle. It'll, be, it'll be JVR and Raffle. I do like Raffle.
0: I don't know if he should be on the list, but I do like him.
1: <laughs> you don't think Raffle should be on the list?
0: Oh, 'cause I think Carter and Richard should Oh, no, Jesus the whole
1: Christ. You two, <laughs> you two queeners with that. They the time well, both of
2: them both of them had 66 points their last year here in the good. decade. It helped
1: get us uh Simmons and Jake. <laughs> so good. Yeah. There you go. And Coots. All right. Let's right, move good.
2: on to defense.
1: First pairing, teaming in and pro Eric role.
2: Desjardins.
1: <laughs> no, I, I had to think Dejardins. about that for a second. I'm like, wait a second. <laughs> I love Dejan Dance. Uh, team in Proverall for my first D pairing. Second, and this was tough, but I had to put him in there. Probably gonna get shit for it. Chris Pronger, Shane Gossisbear. Oof. Third pairing, Mark Streit and Braden Coburn. Yeah, D was a little slim on the Pickens. <laughs> Yeah. Not much there with D. Uh, I put as an extra. I don't know if you want to include him yet. I did put Sandheim on there, but I feel like it was, he hasn't played enough yet. It, maybe it was a little unfair. But if you wanted to bump somebody up for Sandheim, I'd be more than okay with that.
0: I had some honor. I agree with your list. I like your list. I wish that Ghost wasn't on there, but he did score 65 points in his season. And
1: they will not let us forget that.
0: So uh, come. <laughs> Comes in handy for something, guys. So he made the all-decade team.
1: His also, his rookie season was good, too. He had, like, yeah. 45 points, some shit.
0: Yeah. A uh, couple guys that, I mean, they could go on either list, maybe. But Matt Carl was pretty good while he was here.
1: <laughs> they could go on either list? <laughs> yeah. Because
0: cause he was, like, good. And then, like, the last two years, you were like, God, I can't wait for him to
1: trade this fucker.
2: You know what happened? Pronger oh.
1: had to retire. <laughs>
2: that's what happened.
1: Yeah, they, that's yeah, true. He,
2: he had to play first-line fucking minutes and couldn't do it.
1: Yeah. Uh,
0: a personal favorite of mine, who I really liked before the Flyers got him, and then they got him, I'm like, oh, shit, Derek I'm going go to go. Andre Mazaros, yeah. He yeah
1: wasn't- I knew it. He was good with Ottawa. He was pretty decent with Tampa. Yeah. He was first t- year or two with the Philly was pretty good.
0: Yeah, he had a bomb shot, and I was like, holy shit, this guy could score some goals. And then
1: he had an injury or something and came back and just wasn't the same player.
0: Yeah, which is why he maybe could have made both lists because <laughs>
1: it's good. But then he was like, what the fuck's this guy
0: still doing playing hockey?
1: All right. You know what? I agree with that. I think Matt Reed fits that same bill. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh-huh. I'll never. I will never agree to him being on the all-decade list, Matt. He Reed. could be on. The, this was not an impressive decade, Jim. That's the
2: point. <laughs> that's the, that's it the was point a pretty, of the list. It was a pretty bad ten years. <laughs> 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 all
0: right, let's move on the goalies. Is the first one I think is pretty easy. The second one I did put out a poll. We'll have all the right, listeners need your
1: help with the second one here. The first goalie I put Carter Hart. Uh, yeah, you know, not even a full season yet. However, we've been hearing about him for half the decade, and he's already the best goalie we've had in a long time. Now, for the second goalie, we put the poll out. If anybody's responded, let me know. I'll send it to you guys. For me, I have Elliot versus Mason. Which way are you guys leaning?
2: I got to lean towards Mason solely off of because Mason had like three or four years where he just stood on his fucking head here, and then he kind of fell off the face of the earth. But – Mason over overall numbers and length that he was here. You got to put Mason in over Elliot. Uh, Jim, you,
1: I hate
0: that. It's between these two guys. Uh, When I think of Steve Mason, the only thing that comes to mind is that goal that he gave up against the Washington Capitals in the playoffs. It erased anything good that he ever did for me. Like my mind just blanks. All I, all I see is that puck from center ice, just slide through him.
1: and my Some of the, heart, some of the gifts dropped. that came out after that were really bad, too. Like an old lady trying to shoot the puck, and all of a sudden it goes in on Mason. However, I will say this. elliot has been fantastic, especially this year. Uh, everything Kyle said about Mason is so fucking true, and people tend to forget about it. That 2013 season where we lost to the Rangers in the first round and the Rangers went on to the cup, we took them to Game 7. That year, Mason had one of the best, flyers, goaltending seasons. I, I said, probably since Hexal object Monik, it might've been better than both. I don't know. It was really up there. We didn't have a whole lot on this team. It was, it was Vorchek, Giroux, and Mason. And that got us to take a team that went to the cup to game seven. Uh, you know, every time we made the playoffs since that series, we've been embarrassed. We were not embarrassed that series. We had a legitimate chance of being a cup contending team. And I, uh, and he was still pretty decent after that. And then, yeah, he did fall off a cliff. But that was an amazing season. If I have to go Elliot versus Mason, it's it sucks. But it sucks because is playing well right now. But I, I would go Mason as well.
0: Yeah, and it looks like most of the people off Twitter, let me just see here. We had 15 votes. I only did a 10-minute poll. So it was a... Fifteen vote count, seventy-three percent. Steve Mason. So Steve Mason makes the All Decade team. First official All Decade team for the High and Wide Radio Show. Steve Mason, congratulations. Go fuck yourself, <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> guys. Guys, this was not an easy list to make. Was fun.
2: Fuck Matt I Reed. We,
1: I think we did a, <laughs> I think did a decent
0: job. I think Matt Reed's gonna have to work as. No, I, I refuse. I was gonna put him as you know, the title for the episode. Let me but, ask uh, you this.
1: Let me ask you this. Don't you think, think I can of, stomach it. When you think of 11 seasons, 10, 11, did we say 10, 11, 11, 12 to start? 10, 11, 10, 11 to now. Richards and Carter come to mind more than Matt Reed. A hundred percent.
2: Yeah. A thousand percent. I, Why does I, I just want to know. Why does Matt Reed more? come to mind? Matt, Matt Reed had 47 fucking points that year playing on a line with either Richards or Carter would have never had on the
1: team and he played for more of the 40 decade
2: 47 points
1: he played like five or six more seasons with the team with the they other never two had went 40
2: off fucking seven points again
1: listen if you want to put Richards and Carter on this because they won a cup with la that's with you that's on you guys if you but this is a flyers list and they played one season that got them both traded so I couldn't go with them I'm sorry we will have to agree to disagree all right so think, we're done I think
2: The Mike Richards and Jeff Carter's year, just their year, was damn near the same amount of points Matt Reed had in all his years with the Flyers. Just that one year. Bullshit. They both had 66 points. Matt Reed
1: had 67 points his first year.
2: No, no, no. We're not talking about his... That's not true,
1: by the way. I just said that.
2: You just made that up. He had 47 (laughs) points.
1: Yeah. The fuck are you that. talking about? So his career with the Flyers, he had a hundred eighty-seven points. Uh, one hundred eighty-six. Yes. He had one with Minnesota. So and in
2: me. one year, Richard so combined,
1: he, he tripled what they had in his time. I mean, with Flyers. You're just making shit the fuck
2: up.
1: <laughs> Hold on, sixty-seven.
2: You're just trying to make my point irrelevant, which which uh, is fine. It was but close. anybody, it was close. but but. But any more than anybody who listens it. to this is gonna go Jack's a fucking idiot. Why is Matt Reed on this team? <laughs> Honestly, God,
1: if you if you don't think of this past hour and picture Matt Reed on the team, I don't know what the fuck you've been watching the last decade. He's been on the team for fucking seven years compared to one. It's not that I'm not saying that Rich and Carter aren't a part of the team, but they're not a part of this past hour. They're just not. A lot of it has to do with games played, and they only played one season. Matt played one, two, three, four, five, six, fucking seven seasons I, with the team.
2: I, I, I don't care. I don't, I, well, I don't care. Well, it. that's – I'm sorry. That's your opinion. It.
1: That's your opinion. But he was been it. there for the in t- almost the entire decade. He's <laughs> been so there all the entire pull decade. 11-12 to 17-18. Uh, Jesus nice. Christ. What more fits the criteria than that?
2: I put up a poll,
0: but I only made it an, a day or an hour poll. I should have made it an entire week poll.
2: So take it down and put up another one.
0: People already voted.
2: <laughs> I'll vote again.
1: All right. Did you explain the criteria, or did you just put who's better?
0: No, I put <laughs> when, when you think of 2010, 2011, who do you think of? Mike Richards, Jeff Carter, or Oh, my, that's
1: Richards? what you put? That's what, that's you, what put. you said! No, that's not at what? all what I said. I said, when you think of 11-12 to 18-19, who do you think of? I don't think of that one season. What moron would do that? Those are the two best players on the team.
0: All right, when you think of the past decade... Error,
1: the, the whole point of the list.
0: No, it's the decade list.
1: Yeah, the whole point of the list, the decade list.
0: Yeah, when you think of I the... I think the guy that played decade.
1: the decade, not the guys who played one year.
0: When you think of... The past decade. Does Matt Reed cross your mind ever?
1: Yeah, that's fine. Go with that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's wrap this up. I'll put up the poll. Uh, this, this is going on a record length show, so uh, let's let's wrap this one up. That was a lot of fun, actually. We should do more lists like that. So we can all lists up.
1: do is get people fired up.
0: Yeah, we should do that more often. That was fun. Um. We're going to wrap this up. Uh, I wanted to mention, it wasn't a snub, but why the fuck is Brayden Holtby on the All-Star team? That's it. I'll leave you guys with that. You guys can ask yourselves that question. Go look up his stats. Look at all the goalies that are better than him. And ask yourself, why is Braden Holtby on the fucking All-Star game? Nobody knows. Um, We're going to wrap this up, guys. We'll be back (laughs) next week, hopefully talking about another undefeated week. The Flyers play the Kings tomorrow night in the last game of the decade. Uh, Yeah. So everybody, have a safe, happy new year. Uh, don't drink and drive. There's a lot of ways to get around without drinking and driving, guys. Make sure you use them. So, yeah. Kyle and Jack, if we don't talk,
1: happy new year. And, uh, happy new year. If Jeff Carter scores against the Flyers, and puts him on the list over Matt Reed because the goal counts. It's in the decade. Christ. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Kyle, any, any last words of the decade?
2: Uh-oh. Deuces.
0: All right, we'll catch you guys on the other side. Have a good night and uh, Happy New Year.